Yeah, just I feel like my game's in a good spot. I've made some really nice up and downs and key putts that have kind of kept my rounds going, and you know I've kept the cards pretty clean for the most part, which is which is nice. Scotty Scheffler appears to be playing like the world number one. Who saw this coming? Well, probably the Scheffler family did. Scotty, at this moment in time, running away with the Masters. As we sit here and record, he is five shots clear with a couple holes to play in his second round. But, ladies and gentlemen, the back nine on Sunday is where it all starts at the Masters anyway, so you can consider all of this completely irrelevant. Hello, Michael McEwen here. The latest episode of the Masters Commute in association with Titleist coming to you live from Augusta National. And you know what? I've had some good guests on this week, but I've saved the best for, well, Friday. I've gone back across the pond because he's feeling a bit left out. So I'm bringing him on. <laughs> Ladies and gents, bunkered editor, Bryce Ritchie. Hello. Hello there, how are you? I am very, very well, thank you. More to the point, how are you? I've not seen or heard from you really all week. I know, I knew that you should be. So that, that's the way it should be. So I'm glad uh, I'm glad you've, rem- you've remembered your friends. It'll be months before I forget you, Bryce. Don't worry, don't worry. I know, no, thank, you, thank you for having me on my, our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you what, the first thing, the first thing I'm going to say is, what is going on with Luke Cardenine's accent? It's something, isn't it? It really is. How many is. different places is he from? I know. See, that's what happens if you're born in Britain, but then you're brought up in the US. It's a bit of a yeah. hybrid. I mean, we've heard some shocking hybrid accents in our time, Bryce, haven't we? I mean, yes, from Graham McDowell that. to... Yes. Well, Graham McDowell and others, shall we yeah. say. So, yeah, that, that's that's a unique one. But I, but I presume the fact that you recognise his accent, you've been tuning in. Have you been enjoying these little podcasts? Of course I have. I think it's a nice, refreshing way to bring what's what's happening at Tagusta into people's ears at home. So let's see what we come up with uh, tonight or this afternoon for you. Yeah, exactly. As we record, it is 7.01pm local time in Augusta, which means it's just a minute past midnight where you are, Bryce. So I hope, and I am trusting that you are not, because it's Friday night, I'm trusting that you're not absolutely mad with it, that you're not completely <laughs> miraculous. No, to be honest, everyone else is in bed but me. Oh, and I'm right. not wearing my pyjamas yet, so you're all right. Yeah, let's let's leave that there. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, you've been watching the Masters, uh, obviously, and we'll come back to Scotty Scheffler because he is finishing up his round. I'm looking at the screen just now, and he is heading up 18 Still eight under par, five shot leads. We'll come back to Scotty, but there is really only one place to start. It's the same place I've started for the past couple of episodes, and that's because it's unbelievable what we're seeing. Tiger Woods. Tiger, he was one under on his round yesterday. People wondered how he might get on today, and I think a lot of the naysayers were rubbing their hands together with glee when he got off to, let's make no bones about it, a very ropey start. He coughed up one, two, three, four, five shots in his opening six holes, but bounced back, Bryce, didn't he? And as things stand, he is sitting there just one over par. That's quite a long way off the lead that Scheffler's got, but he's tied 19th at this moment and is maintaining that streak of making the cut in the Masters every time he's pegged it up as a pro. That's unbelievable, isn't it? 
that that's that alone. Never mind what he's where he's come from, what he's done, and and what he might still do. That's that alone is just outrageous. I watched Sir Nick Faldo, who I, ha- I mean I'm, I wouldn't say I'm the world's biggest Nick Faldo fan, but I think Faldo's comments on Woods today with uh, Sky Sports were indicative of just everybody who's watching this and knows what's going on. He was almost lost for words to explain what Woods has been doing this week. It was fascinating. He'd obviously had some conversations with him in the clubhouse and so on. And uh, interestingly, Woods was telling him about, you know, training on the beach and, you know, working on soft sand to to get the tissue warmed up and everything. And some of the things he's saying were just unbelievable. But Fardo said, you know, no one quite understands what he's gone through to get to this point. And and it made me realise that potentially he was bigging Woods up. And I thought, this is going to, this could fall flat today. So as you say, his first few holes, you thought, oh no, this is it. This is actually where reality is going to kick in but that's just not Tiger Woods and it's not Augusta and I think his round today is probably more special than yesterday's because he really had to dig deep today and he did and it's it's absolutely it's miraculous that and you wouldn't even see he's out of it that's how ridiculous it is I know I know because look it feels like there's one out and out favourite right now for the jacket as it stands but you know, he's only halfway there, Scotty Scheffler. 36 holes still to go. A lot can happen. He starts a little bit, you know, has a bit of an early wobble tomorrow. All of a sudden, we're back in the ball game. And if Woods has a good start, he's right in amongst it. I'm I'm going to be interested to see how, you know, someone like Scotty Scheffler manages to cope if he yeah. sees Tiger Woods' name creeping up the leaderboard. Yeah, that's it. He, he, he's got a great record in in the majors, Scott. You know, he's had four top tens in a young career already. This is his third Masters. There's a lot. There's a lot for him to do and a lot for him to prove. But you know, it's Friday night. There's so much that can happen. You know, we all talk about Sunday afternoon at the Masters and so on. And and I I think he'll be supremely confident. He's the world number one. But you just never. You absolutely never know what's going to happen. Remember Jordan Spieth walked off the, the ninth game with a five-shot lead? Remember Molinari? Molinari, a few years ago, was absolutely cruising. Cruising. And then it just fell apart. It completely fell apart. So strange things happen at Augusta. I'm not convinced it's done, and I know a lot of people will think that's too big a lead to throw away. It absolutely isn't. There's a lot that can happen on a Saturday afternoon, and the the one guy that, that there's a few guys that are hanging in there that I, I think will be well aware of that. Dustin Johnson, one of them, certainly Tiger Woods, and even I'll even put Rory in there. Well, let's go to Rory because. As ever, a lot at stake for Rory at the Masters, career Grand Slam and all that stuff. He's had back-to-back 73s. He's two over at this moment in time and a tie for 23rd. He isn't out of it, is he? No, you know what? I I know you're a big Rory fan and (laughs) I'm a bit of a, a critic of Rory and I'll always 
try and justify why that's the case. I actually thought it was a mix of the good stuff today and the bad stuff. I, I didn't think Rory was that bad today. Rory, for once, almost <laughs> ground out that round today. That was a little bit of a grind. But what I want to see is I want to see Rory grind tomorrow, but maybe more successful at it. And then he can put himself in there. What I don't want to happen tomorrow is that, is that Rory just throws it away. That that's that tends to be what happens. Rory has hung in, but he hasn't put a really good round together yet. And until that happens, we'll still have these conversations about Rory. But I, you know what? I, I thought he had some good shots today. However, he's clearly struggling with his swing. You know, that there's there's a few approach shots where as soon as he's made contact with the ball, he knows it's not right. Yeah. And that, that ball's leaking to the right all the time. That is a swing fault. It's a, it's well, whether it's a swing fault or it's something technically that he's doing that as he transitions down through the ball, he knows it's not right. And that's a that that's means he's fighting something. So I, I whether Rory's got a chance, I don't know, but it's a very big if because he's got to fight something over the weekend. And I honestly don't think he can fight anything and get a green jacket at the same time. Yeah, we're going to have to wait and see on that one. But I, I tend to agree. I think that you know a pair of 73s, that's okay under the circumstances. And certainly today in the, the teeth of the conditions as well, it was seriously blustery out there earlier. It's died down a bit now, to be fair. It's cool. Yeah. But the, the, the wind has died down and it's meant to pick up again tomorrow. I think that if Rory is going to have any chance, tomorrow's the day that he needs to make his move and position himself. I hate the term moving day because every day technically is. But we're looking at a 67 tomorrow from Rory. I think if he's going to have a chance. Yeah, and he, he's not got a lot of room to play with. And to be honest, Paul McGinley said at the beginning of the week, Rory doesn't take charge of the, in charge of the par fives. Everyone else does. Rory doesn't do that. And he needs to do that tomorrow. But when you're a bit shaky from the middle of the fairway and you're not quite confident what your irons are going to do, that's that's a hard thing to do. And, and uh, to be honest, I feel for him. I, I think he looks, he has the look of a player that's lacking in confidence and he looks downtrodden. The best thing that's happened to Rory tomorrow is that he picks up a couple of shots on two, gets an, an easy birdie out of nowhere and before you know it he's picked three shots up in the field from out of nowhere early doors and then he goes on the bounce but whether he's capable of doing that I'm not sure Yeah, it's it's the same old story he has to really capitalise on the length he's got off the tee and take advantage of the par fives that's something he hasn't done this week that's something that he hasn't done historically at Augusta National and it's unfortunately for him no time like the present to try and break that curse, if you want to call it a curse, he's going to have I mean, to... That, 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 see, at the end of the day, Rory's got an opportunity this weekend, he's not out of it. Mm-hmm. He's, got, he's got an opportunity, it's a massive ask, but he is absolutely not out of it. I think anyone within 10, 10 shots has got a chance. Yeah. But you've got, to, you've, got to, you've got to go and do something. Rory's got the benefit of his length, the way he can pick up shots on the par fives, but... If you're fighting something in your swing, it just, you know, he, he did it two holes in a row today on 10, middle of the fairway, missed the green. As soon as he hit the ball, he knew it wasn't right. Middle of the next hole, 11th fairway, middle of the fairway, bang. As soon as he hits it, it's gone. And I think on 10, he muttered something like, you know, it's the same every time, something along those lines. All right. Because it wasn't, it wasn't on the Masters app, it was quickly deleted. It was something like, you know, 
it's the same every time or happens every time that he knows there's something there. Mm-hmm. So I would be hesitant to, to suggest he's going to he's going to go out and fix that. But you never know. You never know. Yeah, we'll wait and see. More to come. We're going to discuss a little bit more in depth on Scotty Scheffler, who's finishing up his round as we speak. We're going to look at some of the surprise names that won't be around for the weekend here at Augusta National. It's the Masters Commute in association with Titleist. It takes great determination and perseverance to qualify for a major championship. It also takes complete trust in your golf ball. That's why the majority competing at this year's Masters will be teeing up the Pro V1 or Pro V1X. For them, earning an invitation is just the beginning because the passion, desire, and commitment to be your best never ends. Titleist, the most played ball at the Masters and the number one ball in golf. Welcome back to the Masters Commute in association with Titleist. Michael McEwen here at Augusta National. Bryce Ritchie phoning in from, well, the leafy suburbs of Scotland somewhere. I wouldn't say where. That's that's not for anyone to know. We know you've got stalkers out there, Bryce. So, yes, the, it is currently past midnight where you are. So I appreciate you staying up. Can I ask? Now, I'm not going to ask what your, your favourite Masters food is, as I've been asking to all the guests I've had on this week, because we've spoken about that on our preview episode. Everyone by now knows what you like and don't like and what your signature dishes are, etc. Instead, <laughs> I want to ask you, how are your bets looking? Not particularly good. I've got, let me just check, I've got one, two, three players with a chance of winning me some money. Cam Smith, Ram, and... Uh, Justin Thomas Okay, Thomas has bounced back well actually from his opening round he almost played himself out of it Cam Smith, kind of the reverse, he had a 74 today you know, at one point yesterday Cam Smith, in fact after 17 holes yesterday he was 6 under par, costly double and uh, it's almost like he's carried that over into today so still tied 6 at this moment in time 2 under par so yeah, you never know your luck. Can you yeah, I'm, I'm more I'm more impressed with uh, Justin Thomas. I was I was a bit stunned. I was a bit stunned by 76 yesterday. That came from nowhere. I, um, I, 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 with the benefit of the app, I got to look and see what he's done wrong. And it, it, it wasn't a, it, it was a bad round, but it wasn't a huge disaster. Mm-hmm. Just a few leaky shots that cost him. But 67 today to come back from that is superb. And that's 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 the kind of thing that. He, that that can that can happen at Augusta. A lot of people are saying that's him out. He's done, but he's not. There's so many players in there that can still come forward. But you've got to go out and shoot a number, and you just never know how the, what the conditions are going to be like. Apparently, it's going to be very cold on Sunday. It might suit some players, might not suit some others. So interesting. I almost think it's getting close to Shane Lowry weather at this moment when it's blustery, cold. If anyone is going to enjoy that, as we saw at Port Rush, what he did there. He's neatly positioned. What a round from him today as well. 68, three under par he is for the tournament. He's currently in a tie for second. Could be major number two for Shane this week. We'll, we'll soon find Just out. Superb. I know, Brian. But like I said, a number of players aren't going to be around for the weekend. First of all, Bryson. It has not been his week, and to be honest, I don't think anybody expected it to be his week. I don't think he expected it to be his week. A 76 yesterday, an 80 today, 12 over. He's 82nd in a field that is now reduced to 89 because of Oosthuizen and Casey's withdrawals. 
Bryson has still not got a top 20 to his name at Augusta. I think it's his first missed cut, but he said himself his doctors didn't want him to play, Bryce, his coach didn't want him to play, but he pegged it up anyway and it just never, ever got going, did it? Uh, I'll be honest, you, you. this is the difference between some players and Tiger Woods. When, when Woods hasn't had it, he's never thrown the towel in. And I've I've seen I watched some of uh, Deshambo today, and he threw the towel in. Don't care what he says. Not sure whether he's that badly injured. Not bothered whether he's going to save is that badly injured. He looked like he'd thrown the towel in. And some of the some of the reactions he had to shots, some of the the the, the prep he was putting into certain shots just stank. I thought his performance was brutal, and. With the par 67 talk a few years ago come back to bite on just a shocking uh, it's been an absolute car crash of uh, a season for DeChambeau considering he, he did a, a video on YouTube talking up how his uh, partnerships with health people and fitness guys would help the world of sport and all that and basically within 2-3 months his golf career has fallen apart because of injury the irony is reeking, and his performance this week at Augusta is not much better. And, and to be honest, where, where he goes from here, I don't know. Uh, he alluded to the fact that he may need to take some time off, that he may need to have surgery on the arm in particular. You know, he, he seems to be just completely beset by all these injuries, but they are of his own making. I mean, the the speed training and the long driving that we all were fascinated by. Everyone who said, well, he can't possibly sustain that and a top-level professional career, they've been proven completely right, they're vindicated, which isn't the outcome I think that any of us really wanted, because you like to think that someone can be successful doing these things. Yeah, not at all, but the fact is that he said that would never be the case. He was adamant that it wouldn't cause him any problems. We don't know whether that has caused the problem. He's been a little bit hesitant to to go into any great detail about his injury. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing just doesn't, it doesn't paint Bryson in a very good light. No. And I find it quite strange. It's, it's, his major record isn't great out with the US Open. And he's got, what, US Open coming up in how many weeks? Four or five weeks? The US PGA, so, yeah. Southern US PGA, sorry. So... He's not. He's clearly. He's not going to be ready for that because he's going to have to get some tournaments under his belt. So this first quarter, first half of the year, could be a write-off. That's the word that I'm hearing here. There's the the rumours are that he's not going to be around at the US PGA. Unsubstantiated yeah, rumours, right. but rumours nonetheless that he may even have to sit out the US Open now because he's delayed surgery in order to play the Masters, thinking that you know it's not that big of a deal, and that we may next see him major wise in the 150th Open at St Andrews, but. We'll find out again soon enough. Sandy Lyle beaten by four shots today. Incredible. And on the point of Sandy, obviously, it's hard for you, I think, especially, Bryce, because, you know, you admired Sandy greatly when you were younger. You remember watching him win this event, and here he is reduced to being one of those guys now that's turning up and and shooting big numbers. Not so much today, 76, but an 82 yesterday, 14 over 
He said after his round that next year is probably going to be his last time around here. He also had absolutely no idea that this week was his 100th major. Completely stunned when we told him that. Which, <laughs> he, he, was, he was almost like, oh right, okay, that's it. Oh well, that's, that's nice, I suppose. <laughs> Typical Sandy. But on the point of the Masters, it's probably time now to step away, isn't it? Reluctantly, the time has come. Yeah, I've seen a few people talking about that social, saying is it time that they, you know, they give it a rest? And, you know, 82, 76, you know, even Alathabal shot 84 today. And I, I can see where they come from. He, he, he's earned the right. He's earned the right. But at the end of the day, he isn't competitive and I think this is what the RNA made a very wise decision on a few years ago that whilst they, they admire the old guard that have been there and done that and earned the right to play they, they eventually they have to draw a line I think Sandy should I don't think Augusta will ever do that because it goes against the whole ethos of how they treat their champions but I think Sandy should just say his farewells and you know what I, I would like I would like to see Sandy walk up the 18th at Augusta for the last time and get some respect for what he achieved. Completely I agree. That, I think that would be nice to see the golf world pay the respects to a guy that absolutely was the best player in the world, did something that no other British golfer had done and just have his moment in the sun. You're absolutely right. He was out first this morning, so obviously finished first and... I was there at the 18th green when he finished up and to be honest there was next to nobody there there was a very very yeah. quick quiet smattering of applause when he finished and that's not the way that past champions any past champion should bow out I absolutely agree that he's earned his right to continue playing as long as he wants and see if he wants to play beyond next year you know that's his entitlement that's his prerogative that said from a pride point of view, I think his own personal pride, it's going to be the right time to step away. Also, did you know how many other top 10s in the Masters has Sandy had apart from his win? Oh, that's a good question. I've no idea. None. None? None. He's had two major wins, obviously the Masters and the Open, and two other top 10s, both in the Open, Never had a US Open or US PGA top 10 or Masters top 10 out with his win. But what a career he did have. And Seve's quote said it all, as everyone knows. If the if we're all playing our best golf, then you know Sandy would win and I'd be second. I think that tells you everything you need to know about him. I just noticed there that Scotty Scheffler has had a par at the last for a round of 67. So he leads by five shots going into the weekend here at Augusta. Before we look finally at the leaderboard, Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, Bryce, neither of them are around for the weekend. Spieth had some more misadventures at the 12th today. Dunked two balls in the water, was it, I believe? And Brooks has just not been at it either. For all the talk of how's Rory getting on and the, the deep analysis of him, it feels like Brooks is almost getting a, a free pass. That may change now, but his game is not there at the moment. No, he's, you're right. His game's not there, and he actually started reasonably well on Thursday, and then the wheels just came off. Uh, Jordan Spieth, though, seems to seems to I, I, I daren't say this right, but he looks as though he's got the the yips. Yeah, I've heard a few people say that. His putting is. Off the charts bad. 
And considering we've gone from talking about Jordan Spieth being the best clutch putter in tour and, you know, four or five years ago, the guy was just unstoppable. He's possibly now one of the worst putters in golf. Yeah. And he, again, a bit like Rory, you know, you'll hear a lot of negatives and so on. Spieth actually wasn't that bad this week, but his putting was just atrocious. You know, he, he must have thrown away at least 10, 12 shots to the field just on the greens this week. And you, you, it's criminal. You can't, you can't come to majors and putt like that. So I, I know he's been working on his swing and so on, but my God, he should spend more time in a practice punk. He's brutal. <laughs> So the second day is now over the whole stats, the course stats as I'm looking at them. The course played, it's a par 72, it played to an average of 74.6 today, which makes Scotty Scheffler's round all the more impressive, a 5 under 67. Of course, JT, as you rightly said, Bryce had the, the same score. So let's quickly yeah. run through the top 10 as it stands going into the weekend. Scotty Scheffler out in front, 8 under you then got Charles Schwartz. So where has this come from? Absolutely no form whatsoever for the 2011 champ. He is in a tie for second on three under alongside Sung J M, Shane Lowry, and defending champion Hideki Matsuyama. He could not, could he? A further shot adrift in a tie for sixth on two under par. Debutant Harold Varner III, 2020 champ Dustin Johnson. You've then got Kevin Na. And Cam Smith, the players champ, as we mentioned. And on one under, tied for 10th, a bunch of players again. Canada's Corey Connors. Colin Morikawa, the Open champion. Could it be back-to-back major wins for him? We'll see. Will Zalatoris tied second last year. Danny Willett, another former champion. Six years on, he's back. Wacky Neiman, who played with Tiger over the first two rounds. And Justin Thomas. They are all there on one under in a tie for 10th. Suddenly, we have a really cool-looking leaderboard, Bryce, don't we? Yeah, and I I said in in our preview on the podcast that I thought the winner would come from the top 10 in the world. Only one of the top 10 has missed the cut. That's Xander Schofley. Oh, good start. And he's had a a honking Masters. Seven of the world's top 10 are within 10 shots of Scheffler. So I, I, I look at that and I think, you know what? there's a long, long way to go. And I still think anyone at one over, two over has went in with a shout. You've got no idea what can happen. But I'm I'm pleased I've got money in Justin Thomas because he's going to sleep well tonight. (laughs) If that bet comes in, I presume I'm going to be sent down to the shop to just buy up as much master stuff as I can possibly get my hands on for yes, you. Yes, that is that is correct. Yeah, I've made a few visits there already this week. I, I've, I've messaged you and told you how much I've spent. I'm not going to say it on this broadcast because my wife listens to this and I've just found out earlier today my parents have even been tuning in every day so no chance of me revealing exactly how much I've spent but it's not that much. We've all got three mortgages these days. It's fine. <laughs> Anyway, Bryce, that is it. This is the shortest podcast you and I have ever done. But great to catch up with you. Great to hear your voice again. I've missed you. I really actually have. Getting emotional. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But no, thank you for your time. Thank you for staying up and for having a blether. Much appreciated indeed. And I, uh, I guess I'll see you when I get home, whenever that's going to be. 
Enjoy the weekend. Thank you very much, and thank you everyone for tuning in. There will be another Masters Commute in association with Titleist this time tomorrow when we'll have played 54 holes. We'll be heading into Masters Sunday, one of the great days of the year. Until then, thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>